gentlemen, your attention, please. Just a catch of strays over here. <laughs> You're in for a hell of a show. Keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. It's time for our main event. Welcome back to the Ruthless Variety program where Sands won today. We've got John Ashbrook out there in the field actually doing a real-life job, yeah. I guess. So the voice isn't here. But we've got a lot of other content, including... Look, fellas, it's occurred to us. Yeah. <laughs> Strap in, dear listener. Yeah. <laughs> it's occurred to us that we spent much of our first year and a half before like, uh, the establishment took us. Yeah. They did. Yeah, uh, Nikki Spaghetti and Wolf. Where we used to sing and dance and entertain. Yeah, just some slap dicks with some USB mics. Right, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna revolt. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. The On singing your and dancing will return. Well, I, <laughs> we'll return. well, I don't I don't think they did it in, in, intentionally. We've professionalized the the program, but like similar to like a successful band. Who like gets too mainstream? Totally. Yeah. Like sometimes you got to go back and you go gotta, back to your roots. Yeah, bro. the first like, album was the best. Yeah, you cut back, you <laughs> right. go back to your roots with a new album. We were like, we found ourselves again. Like Touch of Grey was the only top fifty hit that Grateful Dead ever had. Yeah. Uh, wow, great reference. But it was like the most successful touring band in the history of American music. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we've had some hits. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Scarlet Begonia's guy myself. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a real deep track. I mean, that 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 slam poetry. I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. There's going to be such amazing things to come. Yeah. Yeah, we're excited about the slam poetry. When do we work the slam poetry in, Wolf? When are we going to do that? Like uh, segment two, seg- segment three? Oof. So Our listeners are in for a treat. Yeah, so you're in for a treat on this one. If you're not a YouTube listener... Um, Now's the time. Now's the time. <laughs> now is the time. Yeah. You're going to get a little flavor for it over the audio medium. But you really, if nothing else, can we set it up separately on YouTube too? So people can just kind of like... The people deserve it. See that. If you're listening to the whole program, do yourself a favor and go to the YouTube yeah. page <laughs> and just watch that. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like there's a, an awful lot to see there. The boys are back. It's the just boys great are back. Content. And, great and content. The, the shackles are off and we're going to do it. So, but Wolf still likes us to start with serious content. Sure. I appreciate that. It's very important that we start with serious content. And this is important content. Regardless of, uh, you know, our, our previous uh, demeanor, we are going to get into some serious stuff. It's the Biden campaign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Biden campaign as it turns out, is doing things. That is unbeknownst to everybody in the media. They haven't covered the Biden campaign. I'm not sure how many Americans know that the Biden campaign is located in Wilmington, Delaware. Mm-hmm. It took me like nine months after they started it to realize it was there, and I do this for a living. Yeah. I mean, think about yeah. crazy. I, I yeah. just always assumed it was just a P.O. box out there. Pretty much. <laughs> right? Standard you know. Delaware play. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't until Biden uh, hit the dude with the car... <laughs> that I actually realized. Yeah. Did they <laughs> remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyway, they're doing stuff. And um, let's start with the polling. This is as of yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Trump has got a marginal lead in just about every one of the swing states. Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, 
He's losing in Pennsylvania. Uh, Trump is leading in Wisconsin. Now, all these things are uh, either margin of error or just outside of it. Very predictable yeah. from this standpoint in terms of having an incumbent with an approval rating the way Joe Biden's approval rating is. Can I also say it breaks my heart that Georgia is now considered a swing state? I mean, it breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. It breaks my heart, especially when you figure like people like <laughs> like Governor Kemp. Yeah, you and, know, and you look at the House delegation. We've got a, we clean house there. Sadly, the senators are awful. Yeah, and uh, the last election was a mess there. So, can I add one to that? Yeah, please. Arizona. Oh mm-hmm. God, say we, no more. <laughs> we used to just trounce, trounce in Arizona. Yeah, it was never close. Mm-hmm. Like we we had we had won Senate races, governors races. We we'd won basically everything. It was never in question the presidential. Yeah, like you just won over and over and over again. That state party speaks for itself. By the way, did you see that situation that they had before? I'm sorry, Wolf. I'm getting on a tangent. I'm not doing the serious. Oh, stuff but yet. we should talk about it. Everyone was talking. But about like, it. did you see that what they did in the state convention with like the all the warring factions that yeah. they had? And it was like basically one tinfoil cap against another tinfoil cap. I mean, that's what does it is when you have. I, I think Arizona State GOP is a prime example of this kind of issue of essentially suicide. The party committing suicide, where they spent money on, and a ton of money on essentially conspiracy theory election stuff that led to recounts that led to more votes being found for Biden. So the party, the Republican Party in Arizona, <laughs> essentially bankrupted themselves to find spending more millions votes. to get more votes for Joe Biden. More, more votes for Joe Biden. That's where we're at. And like, if if you were betting, Dunks, how do you think they spent? This week, like, do you think maybe it was Taylor Swift related? <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Did fo- they really focusing on the critical issues. Were I, they really? Are you? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I I would, assume, not suppo- if you not watch spreading. what's been happening online in the in the weird right, yeah, it's like a, a, a Taylor Swift conspiracy theories. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I I think I speak for most fans in the NFL that like as this started with Taylor Swift, it was annoying. Mildly annoying. Annoying. They cut away to her yeah. a lot during the games. And if you watch a lot of football, you're, you're there for the football. You're not there for the sideshow. Um, then the weirdos got involved. <laughs> Who, then- by the way, can I just say at the outset, and you pointed this out on Twitter... There's no way any of the people who are commenting with authority about what the NFL is doing have ever watched it. Never NFL watched game. football. Like Never. you listen to the way they talk about NFL football. Yeah, and it's like they're translating it in Italian. Yeah, yeah. it's like if an <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> if <laughs> an alien came down and explained football to people and the, using and so, Google Translate, they're like, well, they've hiked uh, the ball and they're running. Uh, uh, an end around, <laughs> and uh, they've been slammed into by a number of enormous players. Yeah. But it's and, just, it's and, just, and when they did that, uh, they all looked up at Taylor Swift, and therefore, yeah, Joe Biden will be president. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think it's sort of a symptom symptom of a larger problem that we have in the conservative movement, and that is the like the shiny object chasing oh, that yeah. happens. And some of it has to do with like how the internet is monetized now. That but, I think that plays a big part. You in. know, it's like if that's what people are discussing, it's it becomes a dog pile of what everybody wants to talk about and so they have to have a take on it right because like yeah. that's how they pay the bills and so you get a lot of people who are far outside of their depth talking about things like football when i mean they've never watched a, a game you know and i i don't like taylor swift i don't listen to that music and i don't care how many angry 
emails I get, but like they're making me have to defend her now. Like, dude, she's a pretty like, normal. Like, don't do that. Jimmy. She's a run of a run of the mill like celebrity lib. Like, like There's she a could be a lot. She could be a lot worse. But don't worry, the Pentagon. That yeah, has no, figured out it's a it's an how entire to, how conspiracy. To create chaos for American soldiers overseas. Yeah, has definitively figured out it, how it, to manipulate the American people. If and they're there doing is, it through a country music. It, star. It, if yeah. there is a psyop there, it's the psyop is you'll have a middle aged cat lady who is now found love gets married and then across america millions of young women are like you know what maybe having a relationship and a steady life and, and focusing on raising kids and making money maybe it might is work. a good approach yeah that's you know actually, and then just so hard. there's a base generation i of laugh like so hard fans. because as is almost everything with online culture smug was like first to the punch on this months yeah, yeah. months ago i mean so i, I mean was like I had it was a few bourbons like the first time well i don't the think story you, broke i had a few bourbons and i was like but, taylor swift society you, you weren't wrong you you weren't wrong i mean it's clearly a pr thing well, yeah. can i tell it's you to sell jerseys right not because the pentagon yeah right and that that was my entire my entire I laughed so hard when you were pushing that and I and I thought it was hilarious and we were all in it on the joke and I was like of course because the NFL and like the music industry and everything understands that there's a synergy right there where you find like the most popular current Super Bowl champion with uh the most popular maybe most popular person in America yeah. And you put them there, like, that's going to be good for the brands. Right. And I was like, that, from a PSYOP perspective, not unbelievable. Well, yeah, we went into that a little bit. I'm like, yeah, this is a big PR coup. As fans of the NFL, we didn't like it, whatever. But then the problem is, is, like, you talk about it, and then the snowball starts. Yeah. And now, just the weirdos, the nerds. I like feel like people, you might be responsible for the, this. Yeah, I, you are. You I, did I this. I apologize for this. <laughs> I thought the meme would be like, you'll get Taylor Swift on the cover of the next Madden game. Right. Not like, well, actually, this is an op from the Pentagon. Look yeah. what you've done. <laughs> Look what you've done. And, 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 Why does this keep happening? <laughs> I, I also love there's this very niche, like, right-wing influencer universe who, in their mind palace, have now... Uh, created a conspiracy that Taylor Swift, who had already endorsed Joe Biden in 2020, is part of this scheme to then like endorse Joe and you know in this election in 2020. Well, and she'd already endorsed that clown who ran against Phil Bredesen. Phil Bredesen, yeah, and he just got his clock. And that was in 2018. These are all things we already knew. But but for those of us who do this for a do living, this for a living, we've right? watched this relatively closely. And, and 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 this is what I was saying to you guys outside before we did the show. It was like, look, I don't follow Taylor Swift. I'm not like uh, somebody who we have Hollywood Hen who follows uh, all of Hollywood. I, I I follow none of the Nashville scene or whatever, but it, just by virtue of taking breath every day, I was aware of the fact that she had a catalog mm -hmm. that was. Uh, she was signed with an agent, and that agency owned the catalog, yeah. and she decided to move away from the agency. And so that agency still owned the catalog, and the agency sold it. And when they sold it, they sold, I don't know, it, they're saying it's George Soros. Maybe that was the case. Was it? Uh, wow. but, but the whole problem from Taylor Swift's perspective is that she didn't get a dime out of it, which right. is why the whole controversy came right, right. about. The invention... Re right. record. We, we had the opportunity to get this like based angry Taylor Swift who got ripped off by George Soros, and we have fumbled the shit. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. We should be out tweeting like "fuck you, George Soros." Yeah. <laughs> should be like Trump twenty twenty four. But but there there 
But there, therein lies where the logic fails in this conspiracy theory on the internet that that Taylor Swift is sort of owned by this Democrat establishment, and that's she's a puppet and psyop that's going to go out and get the the Zoomers to vote for uh, Joe Biden. Is she went and re-recorded all that music right. so she could own the rights to it and make all the money herself? She's actually completely untethered from this former scheme in which it's described. So, so even the logic of the conspiracy theory makes no fucking sense. No, it's backwards. It makes no sense. It's backwards. it's underpants gnomes. It's it, it is it is, and it's wild to me that we actually. I mean, look, this is my problem, and you guys know I've just I, this is where it would really sets me off. Is the problem with the Republican conservative movement over the years is that it has gone from being the adult, being the dad in the room, yeah. To being to saying the things that you need to hear, but you shouldn't, you know, you don't want to hear. To <laughs> the worst kind of conspiracy stuff that you absolutely want to hear, but like makes no sense, and it's it has no basis in truth, right? And it goes on and on and on. They've and gone on. from being uh, the dad in the room to being the dad scumbag friend from college, yeah, who comes to visit, yeah, and he sleeps on the couch. And mom's like, when's this asshole yeah, leaving? Yeah, but you know, you know what? And he's like, hey, kids, you want to hear about something? And, 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 and then dad gets just like crushed with him at night. But he, he, the, 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 the problem is, what it is, the problem is it's actually worse than that. Like, you guys smug, want to try cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes smug, dad's friends can be cool. <laughs> but like uh, dad's uh, scumbag friend is watching those videos and, and believes it. The, I, I, the people who are generating that content and uh, they don't believe um, they made this elaborate conspiracy that's theory the in their mind palace don't actually believe they it. don't and that's that's the thing is because like you said the incentive structure has become such that and you'll notice this especially on twitter where it's awesome that elon has made it that like individuals can now start monetizing their clear yeah. feeds but the way that the algorithm is set up is like you're now attempting to get ratioed so you'll put right. out just like garbage out there hoping to get ratioed and attention that way yeah. instead of being like Hey, you know, here's a good pointer. Here's something owning Biden. Here's something that'll screw up the Dems. Right. Like, which I always try to focus on. Like, all, they've if perverted anyone, if your you media. If you have any information to screw Joe Biden or any Democrat, DM away. I love pushing that out. But you don't see, I won't be pushing out things trying to intentionally get ratio for sounding <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, the whole thing is just hilarious if it didn't have a cultural grip. Yeah. But it does have a cultural grip. Which I, that's the reason we bring and that's this what, up, and, and specifically in this segment, because uh, the New York Times has the news: the Biden Super PAC plans a historic two hundred and fifty million dollar ad blitz. Yeah, quarter yeah. billion dollars. Yeah, not, not not a lot of influencers talking about that. They're doing baby brain takes about Taylor Swift. Right. You know what I mean? This is not what we're focused on. We're not focused on the fact that there are actually the people who are actually trying to tell the lies. Mm-hmm. We're actually trying to influence people to believe things that are not true. Are spending two hundred and fifty million dollars of advertising across the most important battleground states, according to the New York Times. Because they a, don't, they don't need Taylor Swift. They have a quarter billion dollars. A, <laughs> yeah, a blitz <laughs> that it says million. is the single largest purchase in political advertising history yeah. by a super PAC. Okay, well that seems like a thing. That seems like a problem. <laughs> seems yeah, a big like a problem. Thing, right. So the ads, which are to be split between $140 million on television and $110 million on digital and streaming platforms. Can I pause on that? Yes, please. 
Smart. That is so very brilliant. smart. That is so brilliant. Very smart. smart. It's very, very smart. This and is this is another thing, yet another thing where they've figured out Democrats have been slow to the draw on this. I think we were quicker to yeah. to adopting digital stuff post Obama. Well, yeah, because it was also and it was during Obama too, because I think we were quicker to adopt some of these things because we were the party out of power. And when you're the party out of power, the energy is organized online. Yeah. And so Republicans were sort of quick to the draw on a lot of this stuff, but the Democrats now understand it. And I would say we're actually falling behind here. Because if you look at that, I mean, it's basically television and digital and streaming as, at parity almost. Yep. 140 million on television, 110 on streaming. There aren't a lot of Republican campaigns that devote that percentage of resources to streaming. Can I, I ask a technical question? I don't know any. Yeah. So as we've explained to our viewers before, when a super PAC buys TV, they pay at a higher ad rate than the campaign, which is why it's always- Three all, to four times. Which is always why it's awesome as a campaign to be able to spend the money on TV advertisements. Is there anything like that, no. Michael, for digital? No, it's so a, like it's their digital apples. bucks are getting straight well, yeah, up. And I, I, I'm so glad you brought that stretch. up, dude. And, you know, for our, for our listeners, this is what I do for a living. So I'm obviously biased and I would like people to buy more digital ads. But like I have four- nearly a decade made this argument to every super PAC in America that when you pay three, four, five X rates on television, why wouldn't you as, a, as an entity over index for digital get the best inventory possible online to get your message out there? Because it's apples to apples. It's a dollar for a dollar. You don't pay four or five X yeah. for digital ads. Like every super PAC in America should be doing what they're doing. And also a smart thing that I've seen super PACs do is the conduiting where they will spend on digital to to put Try out to a link money. where they're like the link goes to the official campaign right. to raise money. Yeah. So the super PAC does a heavy lifting on that side. So then the campaign's got hard dollars that they can then spend on TV. Yeah, we don't do that because we don't do nice things in the Republican. We party. can't. Do nice no, things. we don't do nice things. No, just Taylor Swift. The super PAC it said it was reserving sixteen million dollars in broadcast and cable advertising in Atlanta, twelve million dollars in Phoenix markets, and the biggest yeah. two states that Mr. Biden brought into the Democratic column in twenty twenty for the first time in years. Well, guess what, folks? I'm going to cut to the chase on this. Um. We can talk a lot about national polling, and we can talk a lot about like where approval ratings are and likelihood of uh, somebody becoming president. Arizona and Georgia. Keep your eyes on it. Just look at what's happening there, because you don't become president without one of the two. Mm -hmm. You just don't. When I grew up, it was Florida and Ohio. That was the thing. It was Florida and Ohio. Republicans have just made those right. very, very solidly red states. Um, now, if you're a Republican that wins like Pennsylvania and Michigan, you can change the calculus of all of that. But like, you can never put those in the bank as a Republican. Like, those are going to be hard-fought contests. Where this thing is decided is Georgia and Arizona. And if you look at what's happening in Georgia, and we look at what's happening in Arizona and then you overlay a $250 million ad buy, it should tell you everything you need to know. They see that as the way back for Joe Biden. They're going to try to elect a cadaver mm -hmm. to, to four more years. And they're going to try to do it just simply by two states where they currently have the upper hand. At some point, aren't we just like, okay, enough with the insanity? Yeah. Like, this, okay, let's, let's just focus on making sure the Republicans... 
are voting Republican and they don't think everybody's insane because there's a weird CIA conspiracy with Taylor Swift and the NFL and Pfizer. And like, I mean, it just it fucking blows me away that we're having this conversation. Like, that's the reason why Arizona and Georgia are not on the map. Because yeah. it's 2024 now. We're like, it's the election year. We're already in February. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the time is ticking. I mean, like, look, I think the message is real simple. It's like, please, Republicans, be normal. Just be normal. Republican, be normal. Challenge, be, please. And also, and also, under, <laughs> also understand, and, and this is like very serious to our listeners because there's a huge overlap. There's a lot of people who like the people we're talking about and they follow them and they like the content that they, that they like. But be very honest with yourself. There's a number of people out there who are incredible at putting out content on the internet, on streaming, on everything else, where their goal is to maximize clicks on it. Mm. Their goal is to enrapture the the viewer. The goal is not to win an election. Right. That's not it. Yeah. Right. It's just not it. And yeah. and so don't conflate the two. Right. Like if you want to be entertained, fantastic. Go yeah. go be entertained. We love we stuff. love entertaining. Like if you want to go do the TPUSA thing, great. Enjoy it. Have fun. It seems like a great time. Like they're all hanging out and, and doing what they do. But do not confuse that for winning elections. Do not confuse a twi- Taylor Swift conspiracy theory for something that it's like you're going to uncover and therefore yeah. uh, JFK Jr. is going to be president of the United States and he's going to be a Republican. Can I, can I also read you this? Know what I mean? Can like, I read this part right here? Because uh, when you bring up that, like, you know, that's kind of like how some people are trying to get clicks on YouTube. And then contrast to this, the digital, the digital reservation includes roughly 35 million on YouTube. So yep. instead of farming for clicks, they're putting up 35 mil in ads to like find right. on YouTube. It says with more on other stream platforms, including Hulu, Roku, and Vivo, plus the streaming services of the Spanish language giants, Telemundo, and Univision. Yeah. Someone's got their eyes on the ball. Well, yeah. and, they, and they also know the problem that they have, right? Like if you look at any of these polls, the reason why Donald Trump is up on Joe Biden is everything's off the left side of the map. Like no enthusiasm of the young voters right. and minority voters. And so the Democrats are here addressing that. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So here's the most controversial thing of what they're doing. And why, by the way, the best thing I love about Democrats is that they tell you everything that it is that they're doing. Mm-hmm. And they just want credit for it. Well, it's also a show of force. I mean, everybody knows Joe Biden is, like you said, a cadaver. <laughs> right. And so as as the presidential on the Republican side is is sort of drawing towards a conclusion here, they feel like publicly they have to have a show of force. Yeah. Right? Well, they got to show a competency. It, but, it, but it's also just like a classic underestimation of the American intelligence right. in, in many ways. So this, this next thing is an Axios article. AI is helping political candidates raise more money efficiently, according to organizations dedicated to helping Democrats win. Tech for Campaigns uh, conducted the first round of tests July 26, sending a human-only version of an email uh, in this, what they call BARD-aided... Uh, I don't even BARD know is an, a separate yeah. AI. AI. It's Okay aided uh, across 16 campaigns. Between September 25th and November 7th, the organization sent a batch of 25 emails, human-only version, and a chat GPT-aided version across four Virginia House campaigns. 
The bottom line is they think that they have garnered up to 3.5 times more dollars per work hour in the first round, meaning this thing is just Crank it out. They're, they're churning copy. What's happening here is this is like email copy or P2P text message copy. P2P for our listeners means like an actual person has to click a button to send you a text message and then helps them sort of get around some arduous regulations about how you're allowed to send blast text messages. But, uh, I mean, basically what this is is a, a split test. It's a, it's a split test. Like they said two types of copy, and they found out which one raised more money. I and mean, we've been doing that in politics since 2008. <laughs> well, but, they're, but they're trying to sell this as like some new thing well, because they had a computer churn out copy instead of just writing it But, but here's the, here's the one mean, thing this about is like that. remedial level stuff. <laughs> but, but here's the one thing about that. So, so the, what is, I, I think, kind of critical to take away from this is it's kind of like dipping the toes in what you can unleash with AI in the sense that when they say it does like 3.5x because – so the whole reason AI is getting all this attention is because now – the, the, the marginal cost, you know, the benefit has gotten so great where, like, if, for example, you'd have to pay a human, let's say, $100 an hour to write emails, right? And, and let's say they write 10 emails sure. in an hour. And then you this use an AI to write 10,000 emails in an hour. Well, that's a huge difference. And now it's become a better use of resources to be like, let's have the AI blast. That. Yeah, no, I, I, I get it. But, like, the best digital fundraising campaigns don't make money because they had the best copy, it's that they were prepared and, and planned ahead for the inflection points in the election with the copy to go out when it needs to go out, like vacancy at the Supreme Court, right, or things like that. AI can't do that. Like, like, like you you raise the most money because you have the best creative. Only then can you iterate on top of that with a bunch of churned copy from AI. And, and you know I think I mean? the thing is that like the applications now, the, like. They, they saw from this that okay, it kind of like turned on the light bulb of like, okay, maybe this could be useful. The question is like, now what other applications can we use this that like are manpower intensive? Yeah. That then we can re, you know, allocate those resources. Yeah. Can I, can I tell you my takeaway on this? My takeaway is I can envision a scenario where you have AI metrics that is constantly surfacing all of the like most searched, yeah. most discussed things cranking out copy that will work to it and zipping that stuff out. Right. That's not what they're talking about. That's not it. That's not AI. Mm -hmm. And like the shorthand for it, this is my favorite part about politics is they'll find a buzzword yeah. or something that like uh, strikes a chord into something people are fearful. Micro-targeting. Remember, remember when micro that was like, oh, are you guys micro-targeting? Right? We're market-targeting. Exactly. And it's like all that is is like taking your voter list and actually looking at the people yeah. who are open to vote for you and overlaying it with data and then sending them a piece of mail. That I opened was micro the, the voter list in right. Excel and, and then I had my volunteers call it and I'm micro-targeting. Yeah. Right? I mean, your voters. Like that's what, that, that's what they're doing. This isn't AI. Yeah. AI is it's, what it's I just gimmicky. described. Mm -hmm. AI is a operation that is constantly scraping stuff off the web and figuring out what people are concerned about, right. shipping stuff out content-wise that would make them respond to it, and getting dragging in any kind of contribution that you could. That's not what this is. Like, they basically just said, it's AI. Yeah. It's like, oh. Also, what's, what's interesting here is it says, uh, OpenAI earlier this month announced organizations are not allowed to use their tools in campaign efforts. 
uh, the Democrat certainly wouldn't effort. want to be a part of politics if you're uh, something like that. Yeah. No, uh, it's uh, disgusting. And the, the head of this Democrat group said it was, quote, disappointing that OpenAI won't let them do that. But they noted they still have other tools from Google, like BARD, which is what they use. So it's going to be interesting to follow that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how this all goes. You shouldn't be worried that they have a tool here that everybody else doesn't have. There will be tools, and they're coming, may even come this election cycle that you do need to be worried about and that Republicans need to get in front of. But this this ain't it. No. This ain't it. All right. Uh, so I think this is the, is this this is the point where we're going to do – are we going to do the poetic Oh. Thing? Oh, yeah. I, intro it, and then I think. All right. Well, if, I don't even know if it needs an intro. Like, let's just, let's just go to it. Welcome back to New York Slam Poetry. Our next contestant is a newcomer on the scene. In the poetic stylings of Jamal Bowman, the Ruthless Variety Program. If only I knew then what I know now. Wow, things would be different. Actually, things would be exactly as they should be. The world is in flux right now, an organic organism changing right before our eyes and under our noses as we exist within it. Consider the last 12 years, 1999, fear and panic perpetuated by a few, a mass computer crash would send us back into the Stone Age, or something like it. Thankfully, nothing of note occurred. 2000, George W. Bush won the presidency. Or did he? First Al Gore won, then a recount. In Florida, where another Bush was governor. After the recount, W. was president. Wow. 2001, planes used as missiles. Target, the Twin Towers. 30 minutes later, both buildings collapsed onto themselves. Later in the day, Building 7 also collapsed. Hmm. Heard before and during the collapse. Hmm. Allegedly, two other planes, the Pentagon, Pennsylvania, hijacked by terrorists. Minimal damage done, minimal debris found. Hmm. <laughs> so, so for folks who are shocked, confused, as are we, because yeah. that was poetry written by squad member Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman, the guy who pulled the fire alarm to yeah. stop the floor vote. Yeah. And, and that, yeah, he's, he's a 9 11 truther and he did poetry about it, which he is did. just wild. He and did. it's, I mean, honestly, the, the like slam poetry interpretation <laughs> made it a lot better than it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the worst poetry I've ever read in my life. Right. Yeah. But we're back. Like the bongo, yeah. <laughs> the bongo made it. We're back. The bongo For did For those make of it. you who just tuned in uh, for the insanity, 
Welcome. Back. Welcome yeah. aboard. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, very distracting to have to read that with a straight face and look into the reflection of the lens and see Holmes behind me like a monkey with the symbols. <laughs> Playing the bongos. So the reason we bring this up is because the segment actually is a perfect segue into a heap of trouble. Yeah. For basically all of the squad. All of them. Oh, no. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Right? Who oh. could have seen this coming? They're so smart. Oh, gosh. They're so well. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what's happened is the, the, there was the 9-11 trutherism there. Yeah. Which we saw, which hasn't been fully discussed. Yeah. Until now. Um, there was federal investigations that are into uh, a number. Well, first of all, it's... it's, it's Bush. Corey Bush. Corey Bush. Yeah. Right? So Corey Bush is under federal investigation, according to NBC News, for uh, campaign spending on our now husband for security. Basically what this gal did. Remember, this is the best part. She was campaigning exclusively on defund the police. Yeah. And wanted to get rid of every police department and thought they were just completely worthless. At the same time, she was spending an inordinate amount of her campaign dollars on her own security forces. And that came up, and people were like, well, that seems hypocritical. And she yeah. was like, well, yeah, because I'm doing this, I need security. And like, it kind of went away. And then it turns out, now we find out that those security dollars were going to her husband. Yeah, might as well. Mm. <laughs> you know, so she charity starts at home. She was essentially just paying herself with her campaign money. Might as well. Yeah. <laughs> just so, wanted to wet her beak. So, right? <laughs> Can we play clip two? I won't let them get that off. You can't get that off. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets. Wow. <laughs> and the number one social safety net is her checking account. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I'll spend another two hundred thousand. How are Tell these, me I won't. How are these people real? It's how, going now. How are these people real? This is this is an elected member of Congress. No, democracy is a failed experiment. <laughs> that was so awesome. I think the culture is so garbage. Yeah, people. I think we're not. I think we're done. I, I think we're I, done. I, think I we're would done. respect her a ton if if she showed up. <laughs> And drop the exact same take after this. Yeah. I don't care if I have to spend another 200000 I'm going to still defend the police for everybody. My husband's going to still deposit that in my checking account. <laughs> She's like, oh. I have too much work to do. Oh, my God. Just really fighting the man there. That was so no awesome. No question yeah. about it. All right. So the other one, Elon Omar, which has been a frequent talker of the program. Uh, and she gives us a lot of fodder. Um Let's just start with clip one. This is insane. Congress <laughs> What 
marka taaska seexda reer minnesota gabadhii congress aad u dirsateen way idinka warxaysa sidaad idinka u dareemaysiin dantaas ay u dareemay okay so that's another reason to subscribe to the youtube for those captions so, yeah yeah but you, i think it's also like so that's the member of congress yeah. <laughs> yes it's like so it's pretty clear your your Apple iTunes was not hacked. Yeah, um, so you, was... you heard a lot of Arabic there, or I guess whatever. Somali, Somali. I get. I think that's. Yeah. Is that a la- I, I think Spaghetti would know. Spaghetti is Somali a language. I, I yeah. imagine it's like a dialect, but it, it, but maybe a dialect. Essentially, it's a dialect of the, the, the direct quotes taken from that, which I can translate here, are: "I am here to protect the interests of Somalia. They, referring to the U.S. government, must follow our orders." She says she's a Somali first, Muslim second, but no mention of being American. Dude. Hmm. And like, uh, what, what also, for the folks on YouTube, they saw it. The caption says straight up, she's like, uh, for as long as I am in the United States government, Somalia will be defended against Ethiopia. And if, like, no country will dare step up to Somalia While because I will use the U.S. government for our interests. And it's like. It's like. Bitch, you're like a, almost a freshman congressman. There's like 430 of you. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I just don't I don't understand. I will say in in in, in for for her to say that is not completely insane because the squad has been dragging Joe Biden around. Yeah, kicking his ass. Whether so, they're falling so, asleep on the steps. Yeah, you know. Uh, so being it's like, more more they, significant. They got their than way I... on like student loan uh, uh, forgiveness, and they've been like. Pushing him further and further and further left. Like, the Overton window has gone far left as the squad has shown that, like, they are calling shots policy-wise. Well, like, I th- I think Bernie she- may have lost to Joe Biden, but we are seeing Bernie policy in the squad running No it. question. I, I, I think she also obviously just kind of wants to show off for the Somali immigrant community that helped elect her, right? Yeah, like, oh, I mean, like, just brass tacks, And that's right? why—so, for those of you who don't know, she represents a district in Minneapolis— that is uh, not exclusively, but heavily Somali immigrants mm-hmm. from the major, I mean, you remember Black Hawk Down. Oh, yeah. And, and the years afterwards that were and, uh, probably a decade, huge amount of Somali immigrants that came into that city. And she's a result of that. Mm-hmm. The funniest thing about this was to me that the government of Somali, they they like were like no no, no, no. <laughs> like, we disavow all this. I saw an ambassador tweet like mm, that's not our take. That's not our take. I mean, it's so far that like people in Somalia are like, uh, no, that's not like we're good. We're mo- good. I mean, to me, the most interesting thing is like through that entire segment, especially again. Watching on YouTube is so helpful because in that entire segment, you see it all translated. She does not once explain how any of this in any way helps further U.S. interests, which ostensibly, it's as a member of Congress, should be job number one. It, it, it's just completely absurd. And and she's just like the tip of the iceberg. We mentioned Cori Bush. Uh, how about AOC? Even AOC. We got an AOC thing here. So uh, can we play... Or put up graphic two, if we could. Cutting off support to UNRWA. Yeah. And this is something that's been in the news lately. Uh, The primary source of humanitarian aid to two million Gazans is unacceptable. 
among an organization of 13,000 UN aid workers risking starvation of millions over grave allegations of 12 is indefensible. Mm. So, so The U.S. should restore aid immediately. Okay. What she's doing is just like straight up trying to lie and obfuscate the information which has come out where this well, she, group, you, the, the UNRWA, uh, which has been operating runner. schools yeah. uh, in, in Gaza and... Uh, they're they're like lesson plans and everything have come out where essentially it was Hamas trading documents of, yeah. of teaching kids. We're talking like four, five, six year olds that like, hey, uh, your job is to learn how to use weapons and then go into Israel and kill Jews, like like in coloring book yeah. style, right? And so their money, the UNRWA's funding, was going towards this stuff, and multiple members of UNRWA. We're inside Israel conducting attacks. Well, it's not multiple. So the Wall Street Journal, and, and correct me if I'm wrong on this because we don't have the clip in front of us, but well, if the Wall Street Journal basically exposed the fact that there was a significant portion of this organization that she's talking about that were basically Hamas. Yeah, 12, 12 of them, right? It says that uh, so far only at least 12 yeah. were, in, were attacking. Right. No, they're attacking. That's different than, than what I'm talking well, about. Well, no, a, a, 190 were working for Islamic Jihad yeah. or Hamas. T we know 12 <laughs> were actively doing the murdering. And, and, and you, American taxpayer, helped pay for that. Imagine yeah. for and, a second. And if she's like, like, no, they need more of our money. She'd be like, imagine a situation where it's like, okay, so we've now learned that the Salvation Army was funding Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Only 12 of them were flying planes, folks. Only 12. Under 200 only, helped move the money around. Yeah. But there were only 12 that flew the planes. Only 12 had box cutters. So just there's a, not a problem. <laughs> just a couple of... Just a, a couple They could have been opening boxes on these planes. I mean, you don't know. Just, just, you don't know. Just, I'm fairly targeted. Just a couple of bad apples. Just some bad apples. I mean, it's just, it, this is the kind of bonker stuff that we're dealing with. Yeah. Wait, what, on one end, we got Taylor Swift conspiracies. On the other end, you have literally people who are going to the floor of the United States House of Representatives pledging allegiance to Somalia. And at this point, it looks like an organization that is overrun with Hamas. Like, yeah. when you said that, like, there is a significant Hamas constituency in the Democratic Party, like... I'm right! Wow! Yeah. I'm right! Yeah. It's I, true! I also find it funny that, you know, AOC and these other members of the squad will tell you, like, we have to defund the police, like, based on, like, oh, some yeah. viral video of the actions of one oh, policeman yeah. who, you know, maybe made a bad decision in a split-second uh, moment... But for people doing terrorism, oh, it's just a couple of bad apples. We got to send more taxpayer money to this outfit that trains terrorists. <laughs> Can you believe? Like, how fucking sick are these people? Like, I don't know the number of apprehensions that there are of violent criminals across the country, but imagine it numbers in the tens of thousands. Yeah. And like, you hear about four or five a year that go south. Yeah. And that was enough to defund the entire. <laughs> police departments across this country. Right. But you have 12 members of this humanitarian aid organization who are actually conducting the attacks. Doing terrorism. And you have almost 200 that are involved with uh, administering aid, which we all know 
in Gaza, when you administer aid, it, go, it runs through Hamas. Right. And, and the actual people who need it don't get it. Because of these 190 people, mm-hmm. at least. And she's like, no, it's, that's good. We should keep doing that. Got to keep funding it. We should keep doing that. It's awesome. Sickos. It, I, dude. They're just sickos, dude. It's I, incredible. I mean, I think. Have you guys ever really thought and like just stopped to think about how crazy this is? I, I mean, I've been thinking about it in a more optimistic tone in that I feel like the good news is there is kind of like a vibe shift. You've seen people like, you know, Ackman who came out being like, I was a Democrat, I was left leaning. And then now I, uh, you know, I had no idea that this party had been infiltrated by these completely insane people. Because if you don't spend your, like, yeah, but then, daily but life focused he, on politics... Go do, isn't he doing, like, fundraisers for RFK Jr. and, and shit like that? I don't know. It, I don't think he is. Is he? I don't think he is. Is that right? Okay. I don't think Maybe Ackman it's not is. right. Uh, I know he's he's been giving to various super PACs on the right. Interesting. Um, but he, he said that, like, uh, he, like... And there's a number of people you saw, like, in their vault to what's been happening in Harvard. You, you had a... Uh, uh, a number of CEOs say they're going to stop giving any of their money to their alma mater, Harvard. So the more that these nut jobs are like exposed to the surface with this with this insanity, the better it is because more and more people wake up and realize that the Democrat Party is not, you know, this Dude, is not the triangulation uh, of Bill Clinton. Uh, uh, working uh, with uh, Newt Gingrich, I, having I, to refigure like how do I move to the center? <laughs> this is out there i i i know and i mean that's that, that that's fantastic and he has done ackman's done an incredible job on all the stuff with with the harvard president and everything like that but like at the end of the day like that's not where the power of the democratic party is like you say holmes hamas has a constituency they do. like the squad has a constituency and they literally support terrorism <laughs> and in our movement the most powerful voices are talking about fucking Taylor Swift uh, conspiracies. <laughs> and it's like, this just black pills me harder. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I'm just going to sit I, here. Kind of, what, I'm just going to say, we're going to put on a good show. And that's why <laughs> we're going to continue to sing and dance. In there we have to, because this is so depressing. We can't, we can't <laughs> possibly do anything. If we're going to read you the news, we're going to sit here and cry. Yeah. And you're going to cry with us and you're going to hate it. But if we sing, we dance, and we entertain, it helps. Hey, maybe we all get along. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We'll just like uh, turn up the music and pull up a deck chair on the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. Closer, like, my God, to the if Ash, in honor of Ashbrook, if Ashbrook was sitting here in that microphone, he would he would say, "Closer, my God, to the." <laughs> he would say that he'd be like, "Pull up the violin." Yeah, you know? he would. He would. Because he, he always has that. No question. I miss my pal. I miss him. I know he's a good. He's an added voice in these times. Um, all right, so let's get to some variety. Yeah. Can we get to some variety? Absolutely. Sure. Love to. All right, so you guys got to see this. Can we get clip three? Clip three is going to blow your mind. Look at this. I've heard about these. Have you? Yeah. All so right, so what you're looking not at. on YouTube, you are witnessing essentially witchcraft. <laughs> it, it's a pint glass that's getting full of beer from the bottom. Yeah. Bottom up. It's like a little machine that that you, they put the this it's like AI. designed pint it's glass. It's gotta be it's AI. Gotta, they they put this like <laughs> specially designed pint glass on it, and it fills the beer from the bottom up, and so like then you don't get such a head on the beer, and it, and it also makes the pours a lot faster for bartenders. So like I mean everyone knows the drill 
of the horror of, of being at the bar. Yeah, you get the And it's like yeah. four people deep. And it's like, bro, if I don't get a fix soon, like this monkey's not getting off my back. <laughs> this, this is letting them, you know, get the get, get them rolling. Yeah, no, so uh, this is according to Axios. Your next beer glass might have a hole in the bottom. Uh, better to fill it from the base up. A new breeder of beer dispensers fills cups from the bottom, injecting a liquid uh, to the right level automatically and leaving bartenders free for other tasks. Yeah, like it does the right amount without, you know, they're not at the tap having to stay there while it's, it's flowing, making sure it doesn't overflow. They drop it on this thing, perfect pour every time. How it goes. Every day... I am shocked by the wonders of capitalism. <laughs> you, like, you should, like, like, imagine being a tanky, like being a communist, like on yeah. the internet, and, be like, and having to that? see that and be like, "No, that's not cool." There's no argument for deceleration. That is when you see fucking that. cool. Yeah. That is cool. cool, and that's great for the for people. It's great Humanity. for the bar. It's great for the bartender. The bartender has less work to do, and the customer is more customers more satisfied. Like that is the that is the the agreement. That we make in capitalism. It's right. why we say thank you, and the other person says thank you yep, because we made right. an exchange of value that we all agreed on. We and shake, like, we shake hands. I give you a, I give you dollars. That is the, uh, that is the miracle of capitalism. Yeah. So, all right. So, let me just explain what the, what it was. Yeah. Uh, the magnets. It's always the magnets. Bottom. Uh, it falls back into place. So, what's happening is it's it's there's a magnet at the bottom. Yeah. That pushes up when you put it there, and it flies back in place as soon as you bring it out. Right. It's a magnet deal. This seems like an invention. It's always magnets. Right? It's always <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when Trump, when Trump two weeks ago was like, you can't get the magnets wet or they stop working? That's true. It was very, very, very funny. Well, I don't the, know what he was talking about, but he was definitely wrong. Yeah, <laughs> these magnets definitely appear to be wet. You can't, you can't <laughs> drop magnets, though. Did you know that? No. If you drop magnets, they, they lose a lot of the I power. Love what are you talking thing. about? Google it right now. I because it's based, get, on, it's based on it's based on. Do we have a magnet in here? Yeah. We, we, I don't think got, we do. There's got to be a magnet, dude. There's everyone here has an Apple. I very, I, ve I very much wish. I don't know if you guys know this song. We can't play it because we'll probably get suspended from YouTube. Insane Clown Posse Miracles, where they talk about magnets, <laughs> is it is honestly a great song. ICP secretly is actually really good. And My people, God, that's the worst take. No, people give them a lot of crap, and they're actually a very, very good act, musical act. This is so high wire we're on. No, just, just go ahead and throw on mir <laughs> miracles, <laughs> miracles by Insane Clown Posse. I'm telling you, the magnet content in there is fantastic. <laughs> so, 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 <laughs> magnet content. So, superior magnet content right here. It's directly from Google. When a permanent magnet is dropped, some of the atoms that have been aligned to create the magnetic field can come out of alignment. This causes a drop in the strength of the magnetic field. Boom. Wow. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Solved. All right. So, like, the, the beer cups you saw. This is just uh, don't drop them. This is, don't drop them. don't drop those things. This is the best episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys... This one's going to bang. Okay. I, I was so happy. But this one, this, this segment is unbelievable. Yeah. I have so much. Do we have the capability once we play this clip to stop it? Or is it just play the whole thing? So I can tell you when I want you to stop it. If I can tell you, I, it, because I'm, I'm going to play it two different ways, depending on that. We can play it through the second time. Okay, well, maybe play it through it. Let's just play it once. You're not going to believe your eyes. 
Let's just play it. I am the fastest man in the world. But you've never heard of me. I have broken Usain Bolt's 100 meter record, but I can't show you my face. I am a proud, enhanced athlete. The Olympics hate me. I need your help to come out. What? Come on. I need your help to stop hate. Let's go! I need your help for the world to embrace science. Come join me in 2024 at the first Enhanced Games and see me break the world record in public. <laughs> Can I tell you right now, so I saw this news and I was so thrilled. It's very, it's very There's on now, brand. This is the, it's called the Enhanced Games, right? Yeah. And this is essentially going to be like the Olympics, like there's going to be track events and all performance enhancing drugs are legal. <laughs> all of them. It's dude, So you're now going to see what humanity is capable of. You're not going to see this bullshit of like, oh, you know, like, number one, sports has gotten so messed up to begin with, right? You, you've got dudes well, you who, like are, to who drug are playing rugby, who are pinning women's yeah. rugby. So like, everyone can save it where they're like, oh, sports is pure and everything. And then like, you know, Mark McGuire, they got all the home run records. Yeah. Stop trying to limit humanity. Let all performance-enhancing drugs be used. And here's the other thing. So, I, I mean, I read this thoroughly. It broke, you know, it got a lot of news because Peter Thiel just announced a significant investment in the enhanced games to help make it happen. Uh, Balaji uh, Srinivasan, another huge investor, announced that he's also making a significant investment. This is real. This is happening. Humanity is going to finally realize its potential. Like, imagine if you can finally see what a human is capable no, 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 no. I'm, by I, any means necessary. I'm a, I'm 100% for it. In fact, I think like a year ago, we did a whole episode about how we do think like racehorses, every racehorse should drug be- Drug them. Maybe mm -hmm. just drug them. Yeah. Just let's see what they're capable of, right? Yeah. Like, and Barry Bonds and all of those sorts of things. Um, Hold on. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't disagree- with, Can we talk with, about the marketing? We're doing it. It's the marketing part, which is hilarious. And it feels like it has to be a troll. Like, it's gotta, no, it's, it's got to be real. a troll. It's real. I watch. No, no, no. This is I, real. Stop it, hate. It, can't, it cannot be real. I agree. It should stop hate. There's no. There's literally. It is real. This is real. This is like a it's SNL real. skit. Yeah. It, when SNL was funny. Yeah. It, this is like the funniest backwards, completely divorced it's not, from it's reality. No, no, no. Lib this is forward thing. thinking. They're, they're, no, no, no. They're co-opting. They're co-opting. They're co-opting all of the messaging replay of the left. This, replay this fucking thing because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point out in real time what's happening here. All right. So first of all, he's like, I'm the fastest man in the world. Here comes a white dude. <laughs> right? You're like, uh, ah. I don't think Christian so. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is pretty fast. Like, Christian McCaffrey's pretty fast. I'm not sure about that. Meter record. So maybe that's true with the drugs. I, I don't know. That's right. Maybe. Can't show the face. And it's not drugs. Okay. It's proud enhanced athlete. Enhanced. All right. So so far I'm like okay. I get it. Hate me. Mm -hmm. They hate, yep. I get the Olympics. I need hate. your help to come out. Come out. out. I need yeah. your help. He's in the closet. Stop. Hate. It is. I need your help for the world. Embrace science. That is it. So, dude, no wait. This come out. Come join yes. me. Stop hate. Yes. Embrace science. Give me the e uh, LBG two plus yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, the equal sign. It like it's like the human rights campaign wrote the, the script. Like it is because this is human rights. I have literally never seen more 
lib hagiography yeah, yeah, yeah. than I saw in that situation. If yeah. anything, it's owning the libs. No, if no, no. Anything, it's no, owning the libs. No, no, no. I'm for. I'm for it, smug. I'm saying. That's funny. They're doing it. I, I, I thought it was a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I'll, didn't think this was real. I'll, they had to convince me that this was a real I'll thing. Tell you, the debate is right here. So I stand with enhanced games. These two are trying to allow men to compete in women's sports. That's where the line is Wait, drawn. No. You're either oh, with the enhanced games or you support men competing in women's no. sports. Those either are the two sides of the argument. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's 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 like your that's your George W. Bush. You're, you're either with you're us this? or you're against us. Because I mean, this. So they say it's going to go down in 2024. They clearly have the, the the funding lined up. Like this is happening, and I'm gonna go. If it's in the U.S., I'm gonna go. If it's international, maybe we'll see. Where's it? I want to see him win. I mean, here's the thing: if if that white guy that did the ad voiceover uh, beats Usain Bolt's record, I I'm in. It's not here. I'm in. It's not real though, unless they let Bolt. Also, do the drugs he's, and compete. He's, oh no, he's probably I'm not well, saying uh, he's welcome I, to compete. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying that it's like the record. Yeah, I'm just saying like if you want my attention, what he said, if that's true, no, I want to see it. So no. here's the, here's the thing: the okay. details of this are actually it, it, this is not like some some crazy harebrained idea. So they will have doctors monitoring every single participant to make sure it's not like okay, this guy has cranked himself so much his heart's gonna detonate. You know, as he's running something like Wait, 80, 90 miles an hour. You're telling me that the enhanced athletes are... are Every single one of them is going to be... Medically under consistent, evaluated. They're going to be consistently medically evaluated consistently through the whole process. So you're allowed to do by any means necessary, be as fast as possible, be as strong as possible. Doctors are going to monitor you to make sure that this dude does not blow up. Can we stop? Can we talk for a second about the stop hate yeah, uh, it is because what, what they face hate? so much hate. What do they hate? What do we hate? The hate is. You know, I wish Ashbrook were here because then he could, you know, talk about the Pete in, Rose. The inju- Pete Rose. The yeah. injustice. Yeah. Betting on, uh, betting on of sports. sports. Yeah. We're like, come on, stop so hating the hate on greatness. The hate is like Ben Johnson. The hate on greatness. Right. We're like, he was great. Listen, he was pretty great. Mark, yeah. Mark McGuire was great. He was no, great. I, I stop awesome. that, and we want to stop that hate. Yeah, we have That's to stop That's what the enhanced it. game stands it. for. Because it's the, the like L G D P Q R R L S E plus. Here's the thing: enhanced. The bigotry that enhanced individuals face in this world is terrible. I don't know. It's terrible. I feel like there's. I feel like there's a lot of people who've been enhanced on Instagram. They're doing pretty well. Let me also just say that there is a market for what you're talking about. You are the market. Yes, I would lib. Like the ultimate lib, like buzzword promo ad, doesn't seem to get us there. Like I, think I, it does. I just don't. It co-ops and just makes a unless it's joke a bit. That's that's what I like. It unless makes it's a, a joke of it. Is yeah. it a bit? The, the actual games themselves are real. Yeah, but, but they should say it's a bit. Yeah, the the promo seems like a bit. The promo have a bit. to say it's a bit, right? No, because if it's a bit, I find it hilarious. I'll tune in tomorrow. Right. If they actually, if that's a I real, I, I don't know thing, how long Holmes can I, stand with men competing in women's sports. <laughs> but I'm telling you this right is now, outrageous. I stand with enhanced games. This is outrageous. Enhanced humans have faced discrimination <laughs> across sports. Doesn't make any every day sense. in their life. Like you know, if you if you had a dream to play baseball and you wanted to knock home runs, not just out of the stadium, maybe out of the county, right? And they won't let you play. They won't let you play. All you are is maybe a kid in the Dominican Republic. Yeah, maybe soon we, we, Dominican Republic with a dream and some PEDs, right? <laughs> with the dream. You're, you're in the barn with the horse getting hit with the same stuff. 
you're a kid with a dream and you just want to make it <laughs> and like this unjust society is holding them back think how cool this is gonna be my i hope this is such a huge success that it spreads beyond like track and field stuff to let's see like MMA and boxing. You want like right? an NFL that's just straight, an NFL straight like, steroids, straight up, just like yeah. You know they're medically monitored to make sure that none of these dudes <laughs> detonate. Very Probably, important. I mean, like Very already there's a lot monitor. of uh, uh, because uh, I can't imagine long term ramifications or anything serious. Yeah. I yeah. feel I I feel like. Combat sports is probably a, a bad thing to do no, with enhanced athletes. No, dude, it's a great thing. Well, to how do. do you enhance somebody's bones? You can't. Like, did you, you ever could, see Rocky Four? You get everybody <laughs> to hit harder. Their bones don't break. You didn't see Rocky harder. Four, bro. Like, uh, you get a two thousand psi punch, like that Russian. That's what needs to be yeah. done. We Drago. need to start breeding these people. Ivan right? Drago. We enhance them. We breed them. They become <laughs> like fucking juiced Pokemon, where we just get a group of these people <laughs> to just fight. And get juiced and and faster and more deadly and entertain us. <laughs> this is how we bring this country back. I just I'll say it again. I'll say it again. This is a great episode. <laughs> I literally can't. I don't even know if I can compete with that. That is smug. One of I'm your gonna be there. Takes. I am. I'm gonna be there. I know. Peter Tilly for listening. I'm there, buddy. No, no. Day one. You know I'm what there. you got to do to get on his plane. You got to get on that plane. <laughs> I will. I'm gonna be. I'm telling you, like these athletes, by any means necessary. Just I'm gonna be in no, the hands game. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. And if this do does actually slug. happen, if this happens. We need to do a live program yes, from the enhanced yes. games. We would be happy to be the first media partner yes. to cover the games. Oh, dude, 100%. I mean, this is going to be I, so cool. This I, feels like a thing that'll be like in Dubai. I feel <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, it has we, to be we, no we have rules. To be, it's yeah. going to be like an international law yeah. waters where there are no laws. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> totally. Like, they'll, they'll run the games and they'll be like, uh, so what are the rules? And they're like, eh. <laughs> So that's and. the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> there are none. Not a lot. Not a lot. Dude, We this is a great idea. Uh, uh, note for Wolf. Uh, enhanced games. Yeah. We need to reach games. out. Yeah, we got, we got to reach out. We we're we're going to broadcast happen. it if we can. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, the next thing is kind of related, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's a local racehorse, uh, like in our local community, kind of, that was te that tested positive for meth. <laughs> yeah. Activists <laughs> want trainer's license revoked. Uh, I'm not sure they're going to have a whole lot of luck. This is according to Fox8.com. And Fox8 reports that the horse named Guardy's Legacy tested positive for methamphetamines yeah. after a race at MGM Northfield Park back on September 3rd, yeah. according to the U.S. Trotting Association. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with them, by the way. Dude, the trotting put, association. Put, uh, putting a horse that's a trotter on meth is wild. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. We're not talking thoroughbred. No, a trotter. <laughs> Wait, is that it? Like those this is, fucking ankles get real high. They, they, this is a they. They can. A blood sample was collected from a horse shortly after winning a race, uh, and uh, so this guy says, back when I uh, raced and trained horses, the drug issue didn't exist. The drug issue started in it about the 1980s, and it's gotten out of control. Uh, it's more recent. Trump was right. Now we have junky horses. We used yeah. to have... But this guy is the CEO of the U.S. Harness Racing Alumni Association. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm pretty sure we passed laws on this, and like maybe it doesn't apply to trotters. And... Oh, yeah. I, I think that's just thoroughbreds. 
Oh, is that right? I don't think it applies to harness racing. Horses can't be convicted of possession. Like, like there's a the level. laws don't don't apply. This is like the deep miners. It is right. It is, and and we we know this just for you, dear listener. When we started this show, <laughs> we would be on Zoom during COVID. That's how we started, and we'd be betting this shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like we'd be we we would bet like Shioto Downs, and we'd be doing like Tampa Bay Downs and stuff, and like thoroughbreds, and then like. Then it'd get late. It'd be late, and they those races would end. The and trotters, the, it, the it, harness, and then you would you would get the Hyderabad. Yeah. for the for the folks at home, if you if you're if you're familiar, Hyderabad. if you're familiar with the Twin Spires app, yeah. you know you've been to that dark place. This is yeah. not this you've is not it. this is not a sponsored segment. It's yeah. not, but we're big fans. <laughs> so Fox Eight reached out to the Ohio Racing Commission, which released a statement saying the judges have a maximum. Penalty allowed by law, statutorily, the maximum a judge can issue is a thousand dollar fine. Worth it, dude. So wait, <laughs> well, I can only imagine that went into the. But but here here's the thing. Uh, I understand giving a horse PEDs. Yeah, I understand giving a horse like the old milkshake, <laughs> and like you know, giving them something that would get them like the run fast in a yeah. short period of time. I get that. Is methy. Here's the thing. So here's my question. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. It might be like an ADD horse. You know, for some folks with ADD, they give them amphetamines. So it might be like one of these horses. Methamphetamines. But maybe he's got a lot of ADD, right? (laughs) Adderall Adderall is an amphetamine. So, like, maybe maybe this horse was like doing super gate antics. It was like ADD'd out at the gate. And he was like, I got what you need. Maybe he's got. Super ADD. And here's the trait. It seems like a great trait. So, like, let's say uh, the trainer wins 10000 on the race, and he gets charged 1000 fine. All day, buddy. My all horse day. is going to be junked out of his mind. I'll do it all day. <laughs> Keep running, pony. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. I, Nine I, bands a race. Do you have to smoke it? No. That's a good question. You're blowing shotguns into the horse in no. the barn, bro. That would get noticed. Like, how do you do That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you do I thought meth was like a smoking thing maybe you just feed them the crystals <laughs> just give them the, just give them the, just give them the straight rock give them give them a carrot pack You're like them full. Carrot, carrot there you go carrot it's one of the good carrot carrot crack rock <laughs> yeah there you go right get get a get a like, rock like rock candy painted orange <laughs> and, it, and it's just sitting there like it's ready to go ready Next to go he's in the zone know, it's, it's blowing through doors but like imagine the focus on this guy <laughs> he doesn't need blinders you don't anymore <laughs> In related news, the horse hasn't slept in 72 days. <laughs> anyway, we thought that was a fascinating story in our ongoing war against animals. Uh, we've got, we have um, a great interview. And this is, we're going to get serious for a minute because Julio Rosas has joined us. Great independent journalist. He's been all around. He's been at number scary of scary places. Eagle number Eagle of, Pass, like, yeah. especially during the riots. Like yeah. this guy goes where the trouble is, and as everyone knows, the trouble's at the border. Yeah, he he totally does, and he's there all the time. And he's just a gem of a guy. Mm-hmm. Great guy. We showed up uh, at our event in Miami for yeah. the debate. I mean, this is Rock this is a dude. great dude. Uh, the only um, setback that we had in this interview. Was that initially we thought Spaghetti spelled his name wrong, where he said it was Hulo rather than Julio. Yeah, little marinara on the keyboard. He got. We thought it was marinara on the keyboard. As it turns out, 
as we've learned since recording the interview, Wolf is to blame. Yeah. Wow, Wolf. Wolf is to blame. Well, but in, in Wolf's defense, he's a man of honor and admitted it. He did. Which well, I respect. Well, no, this happens here in the Variety Program. There's nothing but man of honor here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, we threw him over pretty hard during this interview. <laughs> so I just, <laughs> want you to, I just want you to be aware There's of it. There's some more fun content heading your way. Hear it. <laughs> anyway, Julio Rosas. I want to welcome to the program a good guy we've known for a long time, followed basically everything he does because it's just tremendous. And he is, I think at this point, the world's foremost expert on yeah. the border. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Julio Rosas, thank, thank you so much for coming in here. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, turns out you went down to Eagle Pass last week and you spent some time down there. And what'd you find? Well, it's interesting because Eagle Pass is in Maverick County, part of the Del Rio sector, and uh, it, it the, the Rio Grande Valley, which is the, the last sector, that was the first kind of impact area when the border crisis really kicked off in 2021. Um, we didn't really see people starting coming into the area in mass in the Del Rio sector uh, until later in the year, and then it really picked up in 2022. And so what's interesting about Eagle Pass is that um, we're Shelby Park. That's where like the news is right now with the standoff between the the U.S. government and and the federal government. Oh, I'm sorry, Texas government. Um, it's it's a park. It's it's a public park. Yeah. And and the, us reporters love going there because not only are people crossing, at, uh, you know, to get you know the images and stuff, but we're allowed to be there because normally most of the borders either federal property because it is a border. Uh, in theory, yeah, right, <laughs> uh, or or it's private property, and so it's sometimes hard to get access in some of the other areas. But this this one area in Shelby Park, we, there's literally a golf course, and I'm sure yeah, you guys I've seen the yeah yeah, the yeah, yeah, see, yeah, see the so it's always uh, so before that video went viral, it was always just funny to see people golfing and you see illegals <laughs> just crossing right and like cheering people on, is there, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it, the transformation it has undergone um, because of Texas's efforts to try to fortify that area is really tremendous and um, really you know beyond the shipping containers and and, and we, we were being told that they, the 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 combat engineers basically designed kind of new anti-scaling fencing because they were putting the concertina wire on top of the shipping containers but the problem is is that people were still able to kind of climb climb on top of it, put clothing or blankets yeah. on top of the sea wire, which then enabled them to kind of cross over without a problem. So they designed this new thing where they basically take a chain link fence, put it uh, flat on the on the shipping container, they bolt it down, and then they have razor wire, which is different, yeah. uh, at, at the end. So it's kind of sticking out, so they can't really... Can't get on it. Can't really grab onto it. And yeah. this was all Abbott's doing. Yes, so that's all through the state's efforts. And so I know that there's been a lot of kind of hype of like, oh, Civil War round two, yeah. and, and, people, and a lot of the, the libs are like, oh, we got to send General Sherman down there again. <laughs> it's it's not really like that. You know, obviously there's a little bit of tension, but um, when you, talking to the residents and kind of just getting the feel of the ground, it just it's kind of like another day yeah. for them because it, more than anything, unfortunately, the new normal for them is that this is a big problem. And unfortunately, you know, with the park being declared state property now, the access is a little bit harder to go into. Um, there's there's a flea market that is near there, and the parking space would be 
the park, but obviously people can't just park there now, yeah. so they're losing money. So oh, this so is it's a huge it, disruption. It, it, it's a huge disruption, um, and I'm not saying that like oh well Texas is wrong in that they, they should be doing something because obviously the federal government's yeah. not, but it's just it's just an unfortunate fact, and this is the problem when you have a state trying to address a federal right. issue when the federal government, as we've seen, doesn't you know is encouraging the the opposite of what it should be carrying out. Yeah, and this standoff has been a long time coming. Obviously, we saw the Biden administration absolutely throw out everything that's, that was working at the end of the Trump administration, remain in Mexico, Title 42, all of that stuff. And then inevitably we have this border crisis. And the interesting part, having been a part of this immigration debate for 20 years, is there's always like variations of how bad is it? And it, it, it and people who are usually focused on this are on the conservative side of the ledger. And what's happened here over the last six, eight months is that the politics of this have bled deeply into the center because of the reality of this problem. It's not just a couple of cameras right. down on the border. So I'm interested from your perspective, you've covered this a lot over the years. Is this as bad as you've ever seen it? Oh yeah. yeah. And and it's it's so the the way I the way I kind of put it into numbers is at the start. So I was in the Rio Grande Valley March, April 2021. My mind was blown seeing 263 illegal immigrants cross in a span of about four hours <laughs> because, you know, I, I've been covering the border since 2019, you know, yeah. so I was, I was already seeing the dynamics being shifted. Now it's, and that was in the dead of night. Now it's not unusual to see 500 people cross at a single time. Wild. In broad daylight. Wild. And, and the worst example that I have is when I was starting to go to Yuma, Arizona, so many people were illegally crossing there that Border Patrol leadership told their agents, the transport vans, to not go to those crossing points because they could not hold people because their, their holding facility was so over capacity by thousands. Yeah. And so you literally had Border Patrol not patrolling the border. They were ordered to stay back. And so what happened? Because they just couldn't have, handle the they, volume. They, they can't bring in more people. Yeah, right. they literally can't. They don't have any space to put them. So what ended up happening is that the illegal immigrants got fed up waiting for hours or days uh, at, at a time. And so they were walking into town to find the border patrol station. So we, I mean, so we, we, we the, the, you know, the stereotype and how it used to be is illegal immigrants cross dead of night trying to avoid right. border patrol. And now and they're hide, like, please arrest me. And, and now border patrol is hiding <laughs> from illegal immigrants. That's unbelievable. Like, it's, it's, like I, I thought I got a ticket on Delta up yeah. to New York if I just stood here yeah. long enough. Where's my is, travel agent? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 crazy and 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 not to not to put too much of a point on it but it, it's it's also it's cha- the, the 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 mindset of these people that are coming across now is vastly different from from before mm. because the again you know my family has a history and so the the, the mindset is you, you you cross illegally you keep your head down you work hard and you just try to make a better life for yourself and yeah. like avoid avoid attention yeah and i mean traditionally that's that that's that's a stereotype yeah. um now because they're getting help along the journey in central america from the un from all these charities from these ngos they get to the united states so they continue to get help from the charities now the sanctuary cities they have an entitled mindset hmm. Uh, uh, another time when I was in Yuma, and there was a, the, the hospital staff were, were telling us all the problems. There were like $26 million in the hole from all the services that they were providing. But the, one of the administrators told us about how a woman just straight up told, told them, you are getting me to Florida. 
And she, and they were confused. They were like, well, no. It's like, ma'am, we, we're not a travel agency. Like, we don't, we don't deal with that. Yeah. yeah. And she said, no, 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 no. You are getting me to Florida, like as a demand. Wow. And so, you know, obviously that's not every single person, but it, it just it does again, go to show a mindset. It, it, it shows again the 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 traditional way of how we view migration and, and particularly illegal migration as a whole is is completely turned on its head because of what the U.S. But, federal but government it's, did. I mean, it's not surprising, right? Like every no. Democrat stood on stage in 2020 during those Democrat debates and was like. Yeah, come. We'll decriminalize right. it. You know what I mean? Like, like so. Like that mindset is one of our own creation. Like, not us, us here in this room, but like it's been federal policy. Oh, completely. You know, I, I'm curious though. In the time that you spent down there, uh, because you know, obviously, in the in the national discourse, there's the standoff between Abbott and the state government and the Biden administration. Is there like a is there a tension on the ground between state officials and federal? You know. Um, yeah, enforcement, like, that. like, what is it that they say uh, about about you know their roles and 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 what the pressure points are in all of this? So generally, no. Um, yeah. That there there are there have been kind of kind of on the kind of back channels. Yes, just simply because, and this is what stems from the whole the whole standoff is the you know the cutting of the razor or mm-hmm. cutting of the sea wire, right? Yeah. yeah. And Border Patrol in this past has said, well, we are doing it because we need to save people or we need to get people in that are about to, you know, which... The okay. asylum y- stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, technically, as soon as you cross the ha- you know, the middle of the Rio Grande, you are on the U.S. side. So by mm-hmm. the time that they're on the bank, they are... They're, they, already, they're there. already there. And so Border Patrol says, well, we have an obligation to take them in and, and process them or whatever. Uh, so that's that's kind of the tension. But, but generally, no, because the good thing with Shelby Park now being mostly fortified up they're, they're still building right now um is that border patrol agents are back out in the field like actually they're actually trying they're to actually the border again yeah but but the the caveat is is that they're because now because the migrants are now mostly seeing that shelly park is no longer the place to go to there's another town about 20 miles away where they're starting to funnel people towards now so even though yes border patrol is back out in the field they're now getting the groups that want to be caught again. Yeah. So, but as a, as a consequence, they are finding the the attempted gotaways again more now. So, overall, I, I would say that yes, the border patrol agents, at least right there, are happy that they're no longer having to stay in Shelby Park for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, the, the the policy still hasn't changed. So, if they still come across a group of 20, 30, 50 people that want to give themselves up, well, they still have to take them in, process them. And then release them. Yeah, so. I mean that's the great irony between this the, in the standoff here between the Biden administration and Governor Abbott is most Border Patrol agents and ICE agents and folks that you meet, they just want to do their job, mm-hmm. and it's been like that since the very beginning. It's very frustrating when you get an administration like this one that doesn't allow them to do their job and doesn't give them the tools to do their job. And so when you have a governor that is doing the job. And is trying to make their lives a little easier, but technically they work for the guy that doesn't. I got to imagine that's a weird spot for a lot of these guys to be. It, it is, and um, and but it it just speaks to just the general state that we're in. And what I mean by that is that because the, the issue with law enforcement is not just with border patrol; it's nationwide. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, just I'm sure you guys saw the video last night of the two NYPD cops getting the beat getting yeah. beat down in Times Square by. Uh, I think they were Venezuelans. Yeah, and that's I mean, it's, it's wild. That's the concerning part because um, I know a Miami immigration lawyer, and he was telling me a couple months ago, and it's it's starting to reach the mainstream now, where uh, his clients have told him and they've shown him 
videos of Venezuelan gang members, like the main gang in Venezuela, it's called Tren de Agua. They are basically like the MS-13 of sure. uh, uh, of Venezuela, you know, yeah. because okay. like that, that's the main game. And they also work in collaboration with the Maduro regime oh, at, wow. at, at okay. times too. Like, so they control all the black market trade. Their people are here now. <laughs> and and how does he know this beyond just his clients telling him? It's because he's finding their social media and they're bragging about how they're now in the Miami area. How easy it was to get How over. easy it was to get there. And and now he's now he's posting about all the, the Venezuelan police. Oh that are God. bragging that, you know, I used to be in Venezuela and, and they're in their uniforms and everything. And then it does like the shift. And then now they're here in New York and Times Square and all this, all this stuff. And Chicago is now uh, raising the alarm about that Venezuelan gang being here. Um, I mean, it's inevitable. It right? is. When you it have is. that, that, and that's the thing that's so difficult to try to explain is that just the sheer volume of people, I don't care where you come from, you're going to get some real bad apples. Yeah. Particularly when the, what you're doing to get here. Uh, requires breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. It's, there's a self-selection. Crossed, you've already crossed the threshold yeah. there. You're going to get desperate people and you're going to get criminals. Yeah. Th- those two things. I mean, it's just pure volume. And then the, and then the criminals exploit the desperate people yeah. to organize crime. Like, yeah. The, we know how this works. And, and, and that's why, because you, you, whenever you bring up, whenever migrants start doing crime in the States, you get the, you know, Cato people, they say, oh, well, actually, U.S. citizens still, you know, do crime at a higher rate than the migrant communities. And I say, okay, well, let's take that at face value. It's like, yeah, we do have a problem with U.S. citizens doing crime. There that, is that, crime that, problem. That, that is the other, ad, so why do we want to add more to that? Right. You, it's you such know, an amazing <laughs> you, you know, argument. so it's like, it's like, uh, I, I agree, yes, let's tackle the U.S. crime problem. Um, and We're destroying our cities just fine, thank you. I mean, but like, how are you supposed to tackle that issue of of crime when the law enforcement, whether it's Border Patrol or an NYPD officer, is entirely demoralized by the fact that they don't have the the tools to do their job anymore? Like, that's the sort of yeah. compounding effect in all this, right? And, and, and what I say to that is. It, it, this this isn't happening to us. This is being done to us. I mean, yeah. it, it, this is all very deliberate. Um, you know, having covering the riots in twenty twenty, for me that was my kind of that was my kind of focal point where, because you know I grew up in the aftermath of nine yeah. eleven. I I barely remember it. Um, I was like six or something. I, I my only memory is watching CNN back when it was watchable. Yeah, and just seeing the towers. <laughs> yeah, but but I never had a conscious. You know, I I, I never remember what America was like pre nine eleven. Yeah, it's always been post. For me, that that's kind of twenty twenty is my kind of we're like oh I remember how good things used to be back in twenty nineteen. Yeah, right. And I think about that a lot. And so with everything that's going on and 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 that has happened since 2020 and, and how we're on this trajectory that's making things worse and like the border crisis is is one aspect to it and yeah. it's so frustrating because like you know covid okay you know that was one thing but but this is so easily avoidable yeah. oh yeah yeah it's so easily avoidable and i'm not saying that the border prior to biden was sunshine rainbows with the purple dragon sing along friends yeah. prior to that but it was trending in the right direction yeah and now it's now it's done in 180 and and i honestly it, it, the border is like the issue because what the economy people say with the economy well but it ties into that it sure does it, I mean you look at Denver th- their hospital systems on the brink of collapse they're out 130 million dollars you see that New York has had to cut 20 percent of their budget to pay for everything related to the migrants Chicago's the same thing so yeah. it's it you're right it's all compounding and then you add in everything else that we have issues with yeah it, it's it, it's it's frustrating like it's it, almost it, like this Joe Biden guy doesn't know what he's doing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I, <laughs> but but and that's why it's frustrating seeing with this whole thing with the Senate bill and 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 now you're seeing Democrats in the media saying, well, oh, Republicans now they don't want to actually solve it. They want to keep it an election issue. It's like, well, no, like it's just nonsense. If 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 the bill, you know, we need to see what's what's yeah. in it. But if the reports are true that you know five thousand is the threshold, like no, that's not an acceptable number. We're we're codifying. Failure. We're kind of so, like, so yeah. let me ask yeah. let me ask you about that because I do think that there are a couple of different ways to look at it. I've been doing immigration bills and I did them on the uh, on the Hill for 15 years, and the way that it looked back then, basically everybody agreed on a border wall or at least some kind of barrier uh, preventing entry and and the democratic party just slipped on all of that right to the point where we had the primary where they're all raising their hands yeah. and come on over. And so I've watched this get worse and worse, and they reset the baseline for what they're willing to do year after year after year to the point where now you look at this administration, you might as well not have a border Mm -hmm. at all, right? And so I look at like what they're talking about, and I agree. I don't think that there's any reason or any, any justification to have an acceptable flow of illegal immigration at any point. But I wonder... When you talk to like Governor Abbott, and I'm sure you've talked to a lot of folks down there, they need something. They need some tools that the federal government has thus far refused to put in place. And I don't know if it's this. I don't know what it is. But just not doing anything doesn't seem like a real good set of circumstances for folks. No, no. And and what I say with, with, with Trump, because uh, obviously— he he really shifted the needle in making the border like the like a yeah, top issue. issue. Yeah. And obviously, build the wall and you know all that. Like that's just that's just common now within the Republican Party. The the issue is he also shifted the needle within the Democratic Party because because right. yes. when people say, well, why is this why is this being allowed to happen? And they talk about well, they just want to import new voters. I think I think that's an aspect to it, and that's more of a long term strategy. Um, that you know, a lot of things need to go right in order for them to like really solidify that. But at the end of the, the short term of it is just that they just want to be the opposite of Trump, which is really dumb yeah. and like really stupid. But like that, that's just how it is. I mean, that's just politics. And yeah. so, because even if Biden were to you know, let's say, not make it to the election, Kamala Harris or any other national Democrat now is going to still continue that. They'll do the same thing. It's still, still it's the yeah. same thing because like, well, we have to be the opposite of Trump and all this stuff. So you're, you're right. You, you that the shift is, is, but it's now solidified and, and yeah. it's, it's gotten off the deep end. But yeah. the, like the fear is like the doing nothing. Oh, the inertia is all in their direction, right? Like the people are coming. Yeah. And more every single day. And so the table stakes of the debate becomes, well, what are we going to do about all these people that are here? And every day it's more yeah, and more and more and more people. That's what the conversation it's like, it's is like, that they want to have. Right. Like to your point, it's like, yeah, uh, uh, Trump made border enforcement a key pillar of the Republican agenda. On the opposite side, it's like amnesty now is table stakes for yeah. these conversations. Yeah. So I like, is there a, is doing nothing even possible? Yeah. I mean, you that's the I thing mean? that I struggle with. And I, I, I you know. The the I and the L are flipped. Racist, <laughs> <laughs> racist, yes. all, all of the you. Program. That's a spaghetti. Spaghetti, how dare you insult Julio like <laughs> how that? How dare you? Honestly, no, it's fine. I've been called worse. That's <laughs> I've been called worse. You, you, you want my favorite insult? Huil- Huil- my, Huil- Julio. Huil- Huil- I don't even know how you would pronounce that. Huilo. Huilo. Yeah, Huilo. Yeah, my, 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 favorite, my favorite insult that progressives and, and like the, the they, they call me coconut. 
What? Brown on the outside, one on the inside. Oh. Shut up. I, oh, I love it. Oh, I think it's hilarious. I, and like, because like sometimes they'll just reply with the coconut emojis, and that's it. And I'm like, that, okay, like that's that's pretty. There's funny. nobody more racist than a liberal Democrat. By <laughs> oh no. And, oh, <laughs> oh, I've been called. I've been called. That, that's. I mean, don't get me started on Latinx. That, that's a whole. Other, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's it's funny because I before the midterms, I tweeted out, um, you know, no Republican ever called me Latin. <laughs> <laughs> which is true and of course people are like oh so you're voting on based on that I'm like well no they actually want <laughs> they do things, things that I like they do <laughs> things that I like beyond that uh, oh there we go there it is it's fixed, it's fixed spaghetti oh, took care of it how quick that was just a slight oversight here in the real sorry I, I, was, I was, was mm, mm. no I appreciate that I appreciate you calling it out in real time we have to have those kind of conversations here. yeah it's about time they get it in public yeah <laughs> So, all right, so, so, but back to, I just want to close up shop on this thing, because Abbott, of all of the conservatives who've been trying to do something about this, has been outspoken on action of some kind, yeah. right? Which, it, it, again, conservative politics today, uh, with former President Trump and a lot of conservatives in Congress are saying, like, don't get, don't help this guy out. Don't, he created this mess. There's not. We're not going to do anything to to change the mess that he's made because he could and he could fix it tomorrow by executive order if he wanted to and yep. he chooses not to and so now he's got this political jujitsu. Abbott's like that's all fine and good, but like my border still sucks, guys. Yeah. Right. And so I like I have trouble with that. That's an argument that is very difficult for me to process. I understand the politics clearly. What I don't understand is what we're going to do for Governor Abbott. Well, again, and I go back to saying that he, he Operation Lone Star is great. I've, I've spent a lot of time with Texas DPS, National Guard, and they do they really do a good job. And then the busing program is, I mean, obviously, you know, people are like, well, why doesn't he just throw them across the border? It's like, well, he, he can't because the federal government controls the ports of entry. Yeah, I mean, right. they see that bus coming. They're locking it down. Like, they're not going to let them through because they technically don't have the authority. Um, I mean, at, at the end of the day, there just needs to be a change in the in the executive. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that's obvious, but that like we this cannot continue for another four years, and I will tell you why. Because even even if Trump gets back in the White House by you know whatever, um, I mean, I'll go back to covering riots, which is okay, great, but <laughs> but it is going to be an absolute mess trying to clean up. Four, yeah. four years of this. So right. I mean, eight years. I, 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 go crazy trying to think about it, but even just for, because what's not being discussed, and, and this is something I'm really trying to push now, is that no one's talking about how we're going to have a new generation of DACA yeah. recipients, essentially. Yeah. We, we, don't, we, we, we haven't even really figured out the first generation, exactly. and that was happening when I was in high school. Totally. Um, so now we got, we got a new generation, and then just yesterday, a, a good friend of mine, he, he tweeted out this video from this Venezuelan, and he was bragging, again, social media, uh, showing off his daughter. It'd be like it'd be like he's like like compas, don't don't believe the fake news. Like get here and have kids. I'm about to have like eight kids. Like this is my guarantee to stay here in the states. Yeah, wow. Like this is like and so we have to have like this. It goes beyond just closing the border and doing it. Depo- does deportation? It gets more complicated. It gets way that. more complicated than that. And I gotta be honest, I I don't trust congressional Republicans to 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 fix that. And of course, that's assuming we we keep the house. Yeah. Too on on top of that. And, and so. I think the way that some of them look at it, though, Leo, is... I think we're screwed. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I thanks think, for bringing us all the good yeah, news. I, yeah, that's, I I, th- I just think that this is the, there's no easy way out. I'm not saying no, it's, I'm not, not saying it, I'm not saying it's impossible, but yeah. it it is going to be an absolute slog. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and I look. I think you're right that the only way to actually fix the problem is to change the executive, and even that's going to be a hard hard thing to do. And then you have all the accompanying problems once people are here that you just mentioned. But I, th- I think there's an awful lot of people in Congress that look at this in the way that Democrats have been super successful in, like, the entitlement state. You know, they all want, like, one single-payer health care system. Yeah. So, but so they can never pass that. So fucking everything up in the meantime actually works out for them. It works and out. And it works in immigration. It, it works on it. Just make it worse just until it we worse. have to do what they want to do. That, that's, right? a, that's exactly their line. They, uh, whenever uh, Mayorkas and all of them, they say, like, well, we have a broken immigration system. And it's yeah, it's true to accept, but it, and they're like, look at all these long wait times for people. It's like, well, yeah, because... They're you, carrying around the they, baseball they, bat yeah, breaking like, it. You, that's what happens. You have 100,000 <laughs> people come in each <laughs> month at, at a minimum. Like, of course you're going to have long wait times. You're, you're adding to the issue. Yeah, but, right. but no, Right. But it's it's they're they're making the problem worse on so purpose, that, and it's I mean same thing with the Palestinian crowd because when people say well why are they disrupting the airports and people going about their lives it's like they're not trying to convince you they're just trying right. to make you so miserable that you finally break and say okay we'll do what you want yeah uh, I mean that's what it is and they've done a really good job in a whole bunch of public policy over the years at doing exactly that yeah I fear that we're headed in that direction on immigration if we can't figure out how to do something but listen your reporting is awesome. And thanks for everything you're doing. I know that comes at if, no small cost it, to your lifestyle. If, uh, if people <laughs> want, if people want to support, they can subscribe to my Substack, mostly peaceful live, independent now. Yeah. And, nice. and I decided to do that because I knew this year was going to be crazy. And um, say the Substack again, uh, mostly peaceful live. So All if right. you want to want to show their support, that'd awesome. be great. Definitely check that out. This guy's stuff is amazing. He's on Twitter. He's on everything. You you can check it out there too. Great stuff, Julio Rosas, not Huilo Rosas. <laughs> Honestly, that's a new one. That yeah. that is that is a new one for me. I, I know you have. I'll remember you now. Yeah, I'll for sure. Remember you now. Nikki Spaghetti, <laughs> Nikki Spaghetti cannot be forgotten. Uh, you're the man. Thanks for coming in. Of course, thanks. Appreciate it. Great interview. Uh, fantastic guy and uh, a marine like our great pal here, uh, Lee Wolf. That's exactly right. Listen, when it comes to on the ground reporting, yeah. whether it's riots or whether it is the border situation, I think this guy is second to none. Well, I mean, it's one of the reasons why I love doing this show is a guy like him you may never see in Fox primetime yeah. coming on your screen. Yeah. And a guy like him who's actually been there and seen what it is, like, he's going to tell you what's really happening. That's you know, it's, it's not all talking head bullshit. Like, he actually was there. Yeah, you it's, know, it's like uh, you, you, we've seen all these like journal layoffs of they're like, wow, I used to write articles about like how tortillas are white supremacy. Why yeah. have I lost my job? Yeah, this is what journalism actually looks. Yeah, like. and he's and he's doing it himself. Yeah, I love himself. That was your example you know? in the immigration segment. Yeah. yeah, that we're dealing that with. That was what the L.A. Times they laid off like five people who were writing that. It took <laughs> five people to drop those takes. Good. And then riddance. this dude, like you said, independent. Throws the work on his back and brings the actual news to everybody. Yeah. No, honestly, follow him and subscribe to his Substack because he's a really good guy. He could use your help in helping to uh, continue his out. reporting. Exactly. Anyway, I think we did it. <laughs> I mean, what a disaster. <laughs> Doesn't even need to be said. Absolute <laughs> banger of an episode. Gentlemen, thanks again to Julio. Thank you so much. And thank you so much to listeners. Remember, subscribe on YouTube to see the fun happen. You really want to. So... 
Until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless.